good. And welcome to the second episode ever of Philosophy Digestion. And for your time here, I brung the tea on the OG himself, Socrates of Ancient Greece. And I swear this isn't a true crime podcast, but this does end with a law and order style trial and execution, which has a strong aroma of true crime to it, I guess. Uh, here are some updates on the podcast. Uh, the last episode, I told you that I wanted to hear some of your ideas, but I did not tell you where to send them. Sorry about that. The answer to that question is into my Instagram DMs at John Gavin TLDR. I'm your host, John Gavin, and I'm really glad that you stopped by for today's roast and dump and what have you on our great philosophers in history. Today's philosophical icon is the father or granddaddy of all Western philosophy and van life as we know it today. We're going to compare van life for Socrates. You know, he didn't actually have a van. It's more about the spirit of van life for him, or as I like to call it, ancient van life. We're going to compare that with The versions of van life that we're more familiar with, as we've seen through the 1900s when Matt Foley popularized living in a van down by the river, and now it's 2022, and a van down by the river costs like $69,000. But like most van lifers, we'll come to see that Socrates had rich friends, an education, and a small inheritance to burn. But why are we still talking about this guy today? This was over 2,000 years ago. Some people don't even believe the earth is that old. We're talking about this because van life is back, baby, and it was traditionally called van dwelling until the late 1900s. The practices that Socrates pioneered still bleed out of our suburbs today. And it is a constant in every society and demographic, people choosing the way of the van. Yet van life contradicts working and contributing to the society that raised you. It's the same society that holds Socrates so high in university classrooms. And they talk about his ideas of the philosopher king utopia that is totally out of line with the van lifestyle that Socrates dedicated and lost his life for. And it's because of people using his platform to achieve their goals and not respecting the true way of Socrates because it represents the start of something new. Many of history's heroes like Socrates, Jesus, Beowulf, Arya Stark, and Matt Foley all engaged in anti-society van lifestyles. Start brewing your tea now because we're going to learn about the origin. It's used in the 1900s, and hopefully you'll be able to see what that has in common with the van lifers of today. All right, I'll be right back. Going to go brew my tea. Be nice to any guests who might come along while I am gone. 
Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So what kind of guy was Socrates? He spoke and acted like he was smarter and wiser than everyone. But he knew he wasn't, and he was famously butt-ass ugly. Like, w- when people talk about Socrates, they usually mention that he was ugly. People said that he looked like a crab because his skull was misshapen and, and his eyes were all bulgy. He was a huge party guy, so you know that his personality really made up for it. Because not that being ugly means anything, but people are not nice to uggos. Socrates was really popular and was even rumored to be impervious to the effects of alcohol because he was so great at parties, I guess, and he partied so much. We have a variety of content starring Socrates, but we don't actually have any content that he created. He's pretty unique and one of the only philosophers I'm actually going to cover who didn't create any content of his own. We have a lot of, you know, dramatizations and theatrical performances and dialogues about him. And just like the Marvel verse, they conflict on details between iterations and between Spider-Man's because there are different writers, different directors, and they're based on different folk comics. Socrates in every case spoke what was on his mind without being worried about political correctness. He didn't care about pleasing other people. He hated the democratically elected government in ancient Greece. Well, he didn't hate them, but he definitely questioned their authority and their wiseness. He challenged the credibility of government officials, business owners, landowners, and social justice Trojan warriors. He was not on anybody's side. So he was kind of everyone's enemy, but the enemy of my enemy is my friend and he was everyone's enemy. So if he's everyone's enemy, is he my enemy's enemy? Does that make him my friend? Sorry about that. As far as the basics go, he spends the first part of his adult life, you know, and this is around 350 BC. So well before Jesus. He's in his 20s, wandering around with the wrong shoes for this kind of weather, asking questions that he really should have learned the answer to a long time ago. You know, that's exactly how I'm spending my 20s. He's getting drunk, getting people to spill their secrets, living life to the fullest. 
he somehow gets roped in to an ancient Greek Greek version of the Civil War. And there are so many wars in history that human history is basically just one big war. So he enlists in the war. And joining the army gave Socrates new influential relationships and connections and networks. The youngest that we see Socrates is still during the war, but while he's not fighting in it, it's in some plays by this guy, Aristophanes. And Aristophanes is an amazing name. In the episodes of Socrates' life written by Aristophanes, Socrates was mainly a strange man luring students into the woods to teach them mischievous things like how to observe nature and draw conclusions from their observations. He also spoke about, according to Aristophanes, how to beat people into submission and outwit them to get your way creating a stereotype of him. Aristophanes painted Socrates as almost like an outsider barbarian type. And these people were super racist against nomadic people. So con- so Socrates was a controversial figure. Not everyone was all up his ass like our institutions are today. He was empowering the youths and the weirdos wandering about, you know, precursing van life, teaching people to question what they're told for themselves, or at least giving them the tools to do that, like beating others into submission and making observations and drawing your own conclusions from them that are independent of what you're told. Like I mentioned, he was a military confidant confidant, and a veteran. And upper-middle-class nuclear families love themselves a decorated war hero, am I right? Until they turn against the establishment and are painted as Looney Tunes with shell shock or something. And instead of us as a culture listening to those who bear witness to international crimes at the hands of the state, they come home and they're shamed for it and it's hard for them to find a job. And all they really wanted to do was put their life on the line to protect us and to do what they thought was right. And that to me is the, is a huge, there's something wrong there with the way we treat the people who intend to do that. Socrates, who was ostracized by the institution that he fought for after or around his time fighting in the war. He's wandering around Greece, couch surfing, talking philosophy, but he doesn't understand why he isn't feeling any better, why he doesn't feel like he's actually learned something, why no knowledge that anyone has that he's spoken to holds an essential truth to how to live a good life and be a good person. It's all like little bits and pieces, but none of it is universal. And we all act like being a good person and how to live a good life is the most obvious thing, and we do it so easily, but it's not. So Socrates goes to see an oracle. His homie, her name's Delphi, and she has sort of given her body in service to the god Apollo. So she doesn't have any kids or a whole life of her own. She just kind of hangs out in like a remote location, casting spells, praying to Apollo, making HP potions, getting mana, I'm not sure. But so Socrates comes to her and he's like, yo, will you hit your homie God Apollo up? Because um, he's super cool. I like him. I feel like he's got the answers. He'll talk to me. You know, I'm just not making any philosophical progress. Delphi like rolls her eyes back into her head and then um, goes into sort of a trance. Apollo, the God, comes over her 
Apollo through Delphi looks at Socrates and he's like, good job, Socrates. You've, you're literally the smartest man on earth for figuring out that none of you know shit. You're right in saying the pieces of wisdom you've gathered mean nothing because the time and space that each human perceives is so infinitely small. It's like a sliver of everything that exists. Basing your beliefs on any human's point of view is just ridiculous because, well, you know what? Humans, it's super cute. You try keep it up. The gods love watching it. You'll have reality TV and understand someday, but it's great. And none of you are probably going to learn shit. Even with reality TV, you still won't be able to put the puzzle pieces together. You're just going to keep doing your dumb shit. And Socrates, props to you for knowing you know nothing. And then he he like fades away into wherever. And then Delphi's eyes roll back and she's like a normal woman again. Oh, actually, I take that back. So then she, they're hanging out and then Apollo pops back into Delphi and her eyes roll back again. And she's like, actually, Socrates, I thought about it. It's your duty as humans to use your your senses that we the gods gave you and use them to perceive the earth which is a gift to you from us the gods and use your judgment to discover a piece of the truth that we've given you you will never know the whole thing but you can get yours he like leans really in close to socrates through delphi and he goes you know socrates you know that you know nothing and that's the most valuable thing to believe because if you accept that you know nothing, it's 356 BC and you can trust that no one else is sure what the hell's going on today, tomorrow, or ever. Pretending to have the absolute truth is a lie and forcing yours on other people is wrong. Acting violently because of your beliefs is stupid. And then for the final time, her eyes roll back to normal and Delphi has returned to us and she and Socrates there's not a lot of content but they probably hung out like I doubt he got his fortune and left he was an Apollo fan so was she I bet you they were tight and went on adventures together and so they decide to set out on a quest to spread Apollo's good word that we all know nothing so they step foot out into the vast openness of the questions that they have Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Eventually, Socrates and Delphi split ways. But Socrates took what Apollo gave them to heart. Accepting that any neighborhood, county, corporation, or community that he lives in will be subject to human influence. Socrates took Apollo's words and came to the conclusion that no governing body understands justice well enough to actually enforce it. And nobody understands what it means to live a good life enough to teach or enforce others to live in a certain pattern. And he did this by debunking and criticizing individual people's worldviews one step at a time. He invented the Socratic method and if you don't know what the Socratic method is from high school English class, basically it's the front of the class, like six students, totally unprepared. And the teacher just asks them questions and they talk and poke holes in each other's ideas until the teacher says what the teacher thinks and everyone just sits down. And Socrates, as the teacher, used this Socratic method as he traveled the world preaching Apollo's message. I know nothing. You know nothing. They know nothing. The government knows nothing. This slave doesn't know anything. And you know who really hates being told they don't know shit? The government and people with a lot of money. The philosophy that gave birth to a whole new kind of lifestyle. The van life. Having the education, the language, and the means to own a van and live off the society that you so harshly critique while not truly working towards creating value or virtue for anyone other than yourself and the homies. Oh, and of course the gram. And what I mean by that is the people who decide to give their lives to working somewhere like a hospital contribute to society and the well-being of others, despite the horrid system we all would have been faced with in ancient Greece. 
at every level, Socrates thinks that we must examine our lives. There's no better way to examine your life than through the windshield of a van is of our minds and our choices and our groups and our governments and our gods all get reinforced together. Where have we or you and your groups been developing roads and highways and permanently scarring your world and, and directing your way of thought, your daily patterns of living? He thinks that we streamline the way humans move and think based on our religions and our governments, even though those things are not necessarily correct. In fact, Socrates believes all of them know nothing. That's the whole point. He's, he thinks that the ones only interested in convincing you that the current way is the best way are the ones who win or the ones who are able to control society and what they says goes. He's definitely appropriating the culture of nomadic people and the ideas of them, which at the, which the Greeks at the time called them Scythians. And they were violently subjugated at the hands of the Greek government and military during the war. But they were also at violent raiders. Uh, they were called the Huns in Mulan. If you're familiar, they did not help Socrates with his brand. Because he was very much compared to them by people like Aristophanes. He was kind of taking their idea, their anti-establishment ideas, but really making them thrive because he is a privileged, educated white man in ancient Greece with property, which is pretty much like, you know, that's the that's the peak of the of the peak at the time. But van life has pretty much always been considered fringe until like, because the people who escape in the, in a van are not going to be contributing to the wealth of those in charge. And American parents in the 1900s saw van life and people who own vans as stoners and creeps and unsuccessful. And they often ostracize icons like Matt Foley, who at 35 after his divorce decided to get himself a van and go down by the river. They reject him because he harshly criticizes the people who think they're going to get the world by the tail and wrap it around and pull it down and put it in their pocket. And he thinks that once you enter the world that other people have built and you realize you're never going to be deciding what's valuable, only investing your life in the things those born rich think are valuable and are willing to give you money for. And you'll never amount to squat. He says, if you play the game, you can eat your weird diet of government cheese, but that you'll end up someday in a van down by the river with no idea how to enjoy it. And if you want to be a writer or something playing the game, you're either going to sell out or wind up in a van down by the river, having wasted your time and supported the man. But if you're wise, like Christina Applegate, then you know that if you cut the bullshit and invest in the examined life, where you don't support a system built by people who know nothing, then you can enjoy your van down by the river. Socrates and Matt Foley think we all sit in our box homes and take the expressway, driving the same path as those around us, 
both in real life and in our minds, because it's fast and it's easy. It's what we know. And it's what the people around us are doing. Van life is about camping where the forest is loud and there are animals, both in real life and in your mind. Governors thrive when we stay in one community and thought bubble that they have dominion over. They decide what the roads look like and where trees aren't allowed. Whoever has a platform is heard and people tend to believe what they hear. Then we begin to interpret things in the world that are perceptions of this group, which are really, you know, just individual experiences, but we begin to share them. Like maybe all the slaves in your county of ancient Greece can't read, but your leaders use their platform to posit a fundamental truth. Like slaves can't hold high class jobs because they can't read, so they belong slaves. And it's like, well, they're not going to read if you don't teach them how to read. But quickly opposing this one point of view becomes opposing your leaders and the roads you drive on and the people you're driving with. And if you ideologically take a left turn on the highway, all of a sudden where there's not an exit built by your government, you're going to crash into other people. And Socrates is like, and you're all just telling each other you're right without actually answering any questions. And we all know nothing. He thinks that you lose your ability in this highway to discover your meaning in the world. Matt Foley says we grow up thinking we hear the truth and that if we use the truth to make decisions, that we can achieve our goals. I don't know if Matt Foley thought that, actually. But regardless, there is no absolute truth anybody can be telling. There are sights to examine and wisdom in the forest of your mind and in the company of others. But it gets silenced and drowned out by car noise. And I really like this metaphor of the highway. I think it's super good to explain van life and Socrates' philosophy. Because Socrates believed that he knew nothing and that he shouldn't be planning highways either. So he could never know what the right choice is. And he didn't have a family, acquire property, or own a business until he was like in his 60s. Because I guess you see everyone settles down sometime, but he didn't think or feel responsible enough because he knew how little he knew. He chose van life because he says that the unexamined life is not worth living. Examining the bullshit of those around you and calling them out for it is hard work and it stinks. I guess you got to stay on the move because you're making enemies and no one likes to hear that they're that the good things and the community and the, you know, sacrifices you make for others. Some dude in a van just comes by and is like, you're just part of the system. That's kind of rude. And no one likes to hear that they're working for a system that isn't leading them to find ultimate value in their own life. And that, my friends, brings us to the end of part one of the van life and death of Socrates. Find out on part two how the van life platform was used to push a communist regime in ancient Greece, the jury's verdict for the trial of Socrates, and what he believed about the spirit world and death. Thank you very much for listening. Catch you next time. Stay tuned for today's sources. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Today's sources include the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy, Wikipedia, lectures by Dr. Kevin Hill and Dr. Albert Spencer, The Mino, articles by Deborah, by Deborah Nails, Urban Dictionary, and of course, Saturday Night Live. If you enjoyed this podcast and have listened to everything so far, please rate, review, and subscribe. It- 